It's Tuesday, October 12th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the first meeting between U.S. officials and the Taliban since the Afghan withdrawal, as well as China's energy crisis. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Over the weekend, U.S. officials held their first talks with the Taliban since ending the war and withdrawing all American troops in August. A little reminder that when the U.S. pulled out all military presence over the summer, the Taliban swiftly took advantage by taking control of the entire country in just a matter of weeks. Almost immediately, the Afghan president fled, and thousands of Afghans have been trying to escape Taliban rule since. The Taliban don't have a great reputation with the people, domestically or internationally. Back when they ruled in the 90s, women virtually had no rights or opportunities, and the country was even more oppressed than today. So the resurgence of this group has caused a lot of anguish and chaos. Since the takeover, the Afghan economy and morale has been reportedly not so good. In addition to reports of retaliation against those who were helping the U.S. during the war, There's also instances of women already being stripped of their livelihoods, already a food shortage, and just last Friday, a suicide bombing at a mosque that killed 50 people and injuring 100 more. The country has essentially been reeling since the U.S. pulled out. The execution of the withdrawal received massive criticism, so much so that hearings are being scheduled to look into why things went so south so quickly. President Biden has been adamant that no other strategy would have resulted in a different outcome and that he followed military guidance. Since then, some top military officials have contradicted his claim, saying that it was recommended to leave 2,500 troops behind to avoid the scenario that we're in today. So this brings us to the talks. As Afghanistan continues to deal with the unraveling of the political and economic stability of the country, the U.S. and the Taliban met for the first time to discuss what seems like mostly how America can provide humanitarian aid. The U.S. has yet to reveal too many details about what was agreed upon, but a Taliban spokesperson has said that the U.S. State Department has agreed to provide help. I've been reading that apparently the agreement is to provide the aid directly to the people, as the U.S. has still yet to acknowledge the Taliban as the official leaders of the country. It's also been reported that the talks also included an attempt to urge for female rights, freedom for humanitarian agencies to operate, an agreement to allow Americans to leave conflict-free, and also to work with the U.S. in fighting off terrorist organizations in the region which the Taliban has turned down at the moment, saying that they'll deal with it on their own. This comes at a time when the Taliban seems pretty earnest at forming relationships internationally. Their rhetoric does seem open to working with other countries to some degree, but U.S. officials said that they will judge the group by their actions, not their words. China is facing an energy shortage so vast that the rest of the world is starting to feel the effects. There's a few reasons for this crisis, but one of the biggest is coal. China is still heavily reliant on coal, which they get about 70% of their energy from. But right now we're seeing a coal shortage due to coal mine COVID shutdowns and the lack of new coal facilities because of the bad PR that comes with coal these days. 
But also, China cut off imports from Australia, which really doesn't help considering that Australia provided them about 10% of their coal. This low supply comes at a particular time considering that the demand side has soared. This is thanks to an especially hot summer on top of the rise in demand for manufactured goods, which I'll touch on in a minute. The shortage is resulting in less power for industries across the country, which means less output to the rest of the world considering that China is one of the world's biggest exporters. With the world's economies so interconnected, when such a drastic change occurs in even one country, the whole world can feel it. There are ripple effects in agriculture, technology, automakers, and so much more. It's really not great timing either. As economies around the world are working to recover from the turmoils from the pandemic, and also as people start gift shopping for the holidays, the impact of this crisis are already affecting a lot of people. And of course, I, I have to mention that this is on top of the already backed up supply chain issues. As a short reminder, supply lines around the world are struggling to keep up with the current demand for goods. There was a perfect storm caused by several factors. Stimulus checks and pandemic lockdowns caused the demand in delivered goods to skyrocket, while manufacturing and shipping companies struggled with unprecedented COVID restrictions and lockdowns and infrastructure issues. And now on top of that, this China energy crisis. Today is Tuesday, October 12th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want The News Diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.